ravenous because they're always there looking for that meat meat pie that goop goop shit you know which comes from the upstairs. are you high welcome to the dl gaming podcast i'm bobby i'm nick i'm amanda i'm just happy to be here how's everybody doing pretty good 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 pretty good, good. Um, what do we have to talk about we have dlg coming up Days. Well, we have DLG Con. Yes, yeah. uh, it's going to be September thirtieth to October third. We've got two beds left. Um, so, if you are interested and you want to come out to Austin, Texas, September thirtieth to October third, that's Friday to Monday. We are going to be on a lake. That's Lake Travis in Austin, Texas. There's going to be a whole bunch of us. The whole crew is going to be there. There's a bunch of awesome people, locals. We're going to have brisket smoked. If you listen to the last episode, you can hear. Uh, our personal, or well, I don't know if I'd say our personal pit master, but definitely friend of the show, um, Duder McBadass is going to be smoking some briskets and it's going to be an amazing time. Uh, so you can find that information out on our discord through dlgaming.net and on discord, there is a channel, uh, called DLG con planning where there's a document that you can see how much it costs. I believe it is three fifty for a bed. Um, each and there are two left so you can always um, dm me on discord that stays and so we, if you have any questions or if you want to reserve a room feel free to reach out it's booze games fun laughs good time it's gonna be a great time yeah good times lots of memories absolutely all right well let's get right into it Pretty exciting here. Um, you can't really tell if you're listening or even if you're watching on the stream, but we just remodeled our uh, studio here. We cleaned a lot of things up. And um, I don't know. We'll see if it has an effect on us during the podcast. Well, Maybe I like we'll... being in this room a little more. Yeah. So that, I mean, even if it's 1%, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's made quite a difference. Uh, and Bobby's chilling. Look at how much leg room he has. Look at him. I'm doing all right, but I've got a weird angle on you guys. I don't know about this angle. Uh, Bobby's got the gam cam going on. (laughs) That's only for Christian. He's got the Christian. Uh, That's Discord only. Got to pay extra for that. That's right. Behind the scenes footage. Only fans. Oh, yikes. All right. Well, let's get into some games here. Let's talk about some games that have come to our attention on the radar. So I've got two card battler games here. I'm going with a theme. I'll start off with the first one, Floppy Knights. So they call it Floppy Knights because I guess these characters come from floppy disks. I don't know. Um, but it is a card battler RPG game that's got these really cutesy kind of graphics. Honestly, like this one, I was like, I don't, I, I don't know about. They didn't really sell me, but it's an indie developer, and you know, you always want to give them a chance. So, you know, maybe I'll check it out. Looks like it could be good. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's art sales cute. Yeah, and you know, I always like a reference to a floppy disk um, in Battlefield Four, Three, and Four. I think Nick, you probably remember this, but you could make your sprays. And you can only make them with things that you had unlocked. So you'd unlock like a square and then a circle, and then you could put them together and make like these designs. Uh, do you remember that at all, Nick? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Just, you know, it's not Battlefield. It's actually Call of Duty. You made your own like profile images. No, you, you definitely unlocked. did it in Battlefield uh, as well. But I'm, oh, I'm yeah, not sure yeah, which wait. one. Yeah, but oh, Call of Duty PC, did right? a similar thing. Yes, you're right. Call of Duty did. I just didn't play as many of those. Which Call of Duty did that? 
Black Ops mm-hmm. 1, 2, and then all the other ones after that. Um, yeah. So it's kind of yeah, a but, weird way of doing it because you don't just get your own spray or you load up your, like, what, V2 image or the VT2 or whatever those images were, like, with uh, Steam games. But you actually had to create that. And you you only could use what they gave you and you had to be really creative and mine wasn't exceptionally creative but it was just a floppy disk so i like that it, it would show up on the side of your tank and like any vehicle you were driving oh yeah or when you would kill people and yeah mine was just this little floppy disk with the little lines and the bars does it you know what a floppy disk is right i'm talking to old people no, yes, no. Know the floppy yeah, disk yeah, okay. of course. It's a symbol that you see in the top right when you uh, save stuff. You remember yeah, when still, like, it lives day. on. Yeah. It lives on as the save symbol. Yes. I was gonna say, I just <laughs> always remember some games being like four or five floppy disks to continue the game. You know, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you pop it out, press the or button, installing. and then those were the five and the quarters, yeah. like playing Oregon Trail. If you scroll down a little bit, Christian, or yeah, there's some up there. Yeah, those are the five and the quarters right there. That's what. That's the word muncher. Uh, Oregon Trail, right there. My, yeah, you'd have to swap them out. Like, that's some good times, right? There. You know how much room a, a floppy disk holds? By like the by, what, eighteen megabits, megabits? like a five point three or whatever. The what's the standard? Three point five. What'd you say? Well, the that's size. the size of it. Three and a half. There's different sizes, though. Well, right? the five and a quarter is the big yeah. one that is actually floppy, but the floppy disks were uh, three and a half. And they held um, what? It is not seven twenty. Ah, oh, dude, nobody knows how much a, a floppy disk holds. No. Ah, oh, dude, one point four four megabytes. Damn. If I remember correctly, Damn. pretty sure I'm right on that. But yeah, I want Bobby on my trivia team. <laughs> my useless <laughs> yeah, trivia. Trivia doesn't know anything yeah, else. Just computer trivia. Yeah. Oh, one point four four. Wow. <laughs> Swish. All right. <laughs> Rip. Swish. Sometimes when you get something right, you really lose. You know what I mean? Like that. That's one of those right there. Uh, um, very quick on a spray uh, tangent. I love this video that somebody put it together. This is like when sprays came out for TF2. Um, you can put your custom sprays. Um, this very clever um, spy would go into the enemy team, spray oh, like a naked um, anime girl, very sexy. People would stop and see it, but he would be invisible, crouched right by it, and he would just backstab people all day. And, and he put the video in fast forward, so you could just see how many people would just, they wouldn't be able to, they couldn't help themselves. They had to look at the booty or whatever it was and just get backstabbed <laughs> for their troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think TF2. boobs. I think TF2 banned like most of their um, regular servers will uh, ban sprays now. You can't, you can't spray. They were really abusing it. I mean, yeah. not just with stuff like that. But They're making doors. They would make doors, and they would make sprays of like characters, characters. of characters. Yeah. So from yeah. a distance, it would look would. like there's a soldier, and you'd be shooting at it. And you know, even if you're shooting at it for just like a second or two, that's enough yeah. for somebody to get yeah. to jump on you in, in that game. Yeah. Literally, yeah. fucking Wiley Coyote, fucking train yeah. tunnels. You'd be like running into what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember with the spray, like the light, like the latest Modern Warfare that was out for Call of Duty. Like one of the things some people would do is they would creep on somebody, and like they maybe somebody went AFK, mm-hmm. and somebody would spray them like a neon color. So anywhere the they person. ran, it, the person, oh. yeah, the, the whole person was sprayed like Whoa. neon yellow. So it's just like you saw them running everywhere. <laughs> 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 so troll. <laughs> I love spraying. In Bobby, games. you want to finish up your? Um Oh, uh, yeah, we went off on a bit of of a tangent there. So Floppy Nights, um, it is being released May 24th. And do we have a price on that yet? I don't know if we do. Yeah, no price just yet. But 
I keep my eye on it, you know, like to, like I said, I like to give those indie developers a chance. I was saying while you were doing a theme, you want to finish out your theme, Chroma Chronicles? I guess I could. Okay, Chroma Chronicles is another card battler game, and this one is a versus one, so it's like best of five, 1v1, and uh, you you build your decks. I don't know how you accumulate the cards here. I don't know if it's like you unlock them or what, Um, but this is made or designed by a streamer that I'm not familiar with, but apparently is pretty popular. His name is Boxbox. Uh, He streams a lot of League of Legends, I believe. He's pretty popular. I looked at his Twitter. He's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. So. Good for him to like use that to like, you know, propel something that he's doing. Make Hopefully it's stuff. a good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting approach. I, I'm trying to think of other, I know there's been some, but I'm trying to recall other um, instances where a streamer or a personality has uh, created a game. Wasn't PUBG that like, what wasn't the make the creator of PUBG Dean wasn't Hall? he like a streamer and professional video game player? I thought he was a designer, but I don't know. When did witches get hot? They've always been hot. What are you no. talking about? Dude? Dude, why do you think we killed them in like those. Salem and shit? They were just all super oh, sexy. Well. <laughs> all right, I should, oh, that's true. The, I guess the modern witch is, has right. always been hot. The Instagram witch, you know? They're hot. They're, oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Fargo, the TV series, so my Midwest accent probably is going to be a little bit more pronounced. Don't today. you know that witches yeah. are hot now? <laughs> that is not what they sound like. Nick. <laughs> Nick, I'm cool with you doing the same content over and over, but it's been 17 weeks of Dark Tide now. Uh, and I was actually supposed to put that in my uh, the things that I like, whatever, not the, on the radio. The highlights, you weirdo. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Is it your first day? Dude, it doesn't have to be your first day every day, bro. Like, you can move on. Well, hold on. I have I'm a question. Myself. I'd steal is, the show if I don't. Are you about to, I mean, are you going to be playing more of this? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, but the, the thing I want to bring up is like all the things that they're changing from the game, but I'll talk about the talk about that later. It's something I do want to talk about right now is about, um, armor reforger. Have you guys heard anything about this? Nope. Nope. So Arma or the people that make Arma, uh, I think it's Bohemian studios. Yeah. Um, they came out with a game out of nowhere. Like they, they were like, hey, we're announcing something on Tuesday. And then Tuesday came and they're like, hey, we're working on this game. Actually, psych, it's out. Um, wow. It's essentially an engine test. But, uh, yeah, it's really interesting as far as, like, what the concept is, what, like, what the concept of the battle is. So it's Soviet Union forces versus American forces and, like, an alternate reality where they actually, like, engage in direct combat. But mm. it's a it's a milsim using the Arma engine or yeah, the Unreal engine, and so I think it's like one of the first times that the uh, Bohemian Studios is using another engine besides the, like the proprietary one they've been using. And uh, it looks like, to be honest, it looks like a direct squad like competitor. Um, this is kind of this is the kind of stuff that like I, I live to play. So I haven't played it yet, only because I've been. I guess slacking, but, uh, yeah, there's vehicle combat right now. It's currently locked to 32 versus 32. Um, but they're going to be upping it, I believe to a hundred versus a hundred. But, uh, as sniper told me, I, apparently one of the restrictions is the fact that they're trying to get a lot of console players and cross play with consoles. So that does limit, you know, the things that can be done. Hmm. 
What's up with those uh, mixed reviews there on the Steam page? Yeah, what are they? What are uh, the people a saying? Lot of, <laughs> a lot of people from all the reviews I read, it's not the game itself. Like it's like, oh, it's boring or whatever. It's like uh, just like launch issues, technical and, like, issues, yeah, technical issues, and that's the whole point of this. And yeah, right, like, right, right. It's and then people also bought it. They're like, it's not Arma Four, and like that's like like one of the first like game descriptions that it's not Arma Four. It's its own thing. It's to test the engine and everything. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a technical stress test. Exactly. Interesting. Um, But it is, I believe, only $30. That seems a little high. You shouldn't have to pay for a technical stress test. That's what I'm saying. That seems a little high for this. I always felt like the Armored Games were overpriced personally, but I don't know. Uh, Yeah. from what I understand, what, what some streamers have been saying, YouTubers, is that there will be things that you do in this game that will affect or do something in the, uh, the next game. So, um, we'll see if that's true, but, uh, yeah, it, it looks fun. How many concurrent players are on it right now? Let's take a look. 2,300 players for a stress test is not bad. Yeah. Today's peak was 4,000. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just out of nowhere on Twitter. They were like, Hey, we're working on this. Actually it's out. Go play it, guys. These next, these new, few, these next few years are going to be very exciting. This, this new Unreal Engine, Unreal Five, is not just graphically that that's cool. Next, big graphics are awesome, but the ease in which people are being able to program stuff now, I mean, uh, the the tools that are available to them um, is. Like unprecedented, yeah, yeah, it, it's unreal. It's scary it's how unreal. fast you can develop. Like, you know, he did that. Just using in in engine assets already. Yeah, uh, so I think I think um, indie games are really going to skyrocket in graphic quality, uh, depending on how uh, the Unreal pay, how they have to pay them. But yeah, I think uh, the next few years are going to be super exciting. Tales of Nadia Two is, is going to be so great. <laughs> Oh my god! It's the Unreal Engine like something that you have to pay per pers- like you have to pay like a sub- uh, subscription for how like essentially how long your game is like live or some shit like that. The way, like, yeah, they, I, they, I they did they that change, a couple like, years ago. They changed the model. Yeah. yeah, they'll give it to you for free, and you can develop it on there. And then if you go live, I think you you pay them royalties mm-hmm. indefinitely, yeah. which is yeah, not a be, bad business model. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. To yeah. be clear, though, this game is not in unreal just just throwing it out there oh, oh okay what's it what's it is it still using the old armor and or Nick, the new please engine, please get your shit together <laughs> <laughs> it's uh a uh, uh tiny behind the scenes yeah they invented another engine because uh the other thing that they do is they make training simulators for uh real militaries around the world so they have this infusion engine, and that is what Reforger is uh, made on, and what this other, what their other software is made on too. Chris, nice. I, I am going to Venmo you seventeen dollars for every time you fact check and uh, <laughs> and prove him wrong this episode. That's a couple dollars. That's, that's, that's it, a fucking twenty decals. Yeah, uh, that's a couple decals. Dude, I am nice. to be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, uh, speaking of getting yeah. shit together, um, what's more important of getting your things together, like the threads of life, than doing it eternally, right? So the game I put on my on the radar, Eternal Threads, which that sounds so epic, the way I just led into the game that is yeah. not as 
epic, I guess. Well, kind of. I don't know. Like this game. So this game is like a single player kind of storyline game of like an investigative figuring out what things are are happening. Like it's an investigative murder type of game where you are going through and figuring out how like these people died and what is going on. I kind of really like these games and I feel like I'm in the next month I'm going to be coming into uh, being more into <laughs> going back into the investigative games. Um, this kind of just, it reminded me of Detroit become human in a way, especially with the like watching scenes play out and seeing kind of what's going on with them and watching the story unfold in front of you while you're making decisions and figuring out, you know, what happened and what's going on in these cases. Bobby, I'm getting Oberdin vibes here. You? Or you the one who played it? Or am I way off? Mm, I don't know. I don't think it's Oberdin. Oh, did you play Oberdin? A little bit, yeah. I love this, oh, okay. the art style of yeah, that, yeah. you know, but I'm not necessarily getting so much oh, of okay. this. Well, in the same sense that you're actually just trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Like, yeah. I see that, yeah, with Oberdin. But this just kind of seems like, uh, you know, you're, you're set, you're, essentially like manipulating time as well. If anything, this is going to be similar, I think to the wanderer in a way um, where you are of course, choice and consequences in this game and choosing things that are going on, but you're kind of figuring out this puzzle and these murders and what is happening, manipulating time and watching a story unfold, which I think will just be cool. So that's why it's on my, on my radar. It was just released uh, May 19th. And it is on sale right now. I think I just saw twenty percent off for uh, twenty six ninety nine. Twenty seven bucks. Yeah, um, they're having this promotion and on the twenty sixth of May. So there's only twenty seven reviews, but it is ninety six percent. That means you one person said no, which means it's just an asshole. He doesn't like anything. You know what I mean? Like- the other day, somebody told me they didn't like pizza. I was like. We need to Are stop talking. Amazing? We need to stop talking now, and I will see you never. That's how that went. <laughs> Oof. That's yeah. kind of weird. I mean, usually people will say, I don't like this kind of pizza yeah. or this topping, but pizza. to not like pizza. Yeah. It's, I feel like, it's almost a power play. I feel like yeah. I only... It's like a canvas. I feel like I don't like pizza the same way somebody doesn't like a cat when they're super allergic to it. Pizza definitely does not like me. Oh, That's right, 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 right. Yeah. I used to love pizza, especially Detroit-style pizza, which is like a square dish pizza, and it's so much bread and like equal amounts of cheese and sauce. It's phenomenal. If you ever get the chance for a Detroit pizza, it's God, awesome. But I used to eat that shit all the time, and now I just, I can't. <laughs> and then I travel everywhere, and everybody wants to recommend me pizza and Italian food. And I'm like, I can't eat either of those things, but thank you. Stop it. <laughs> I appreciate it, but it's just like, no, and then, yep. Anyway, that has nothing to do with any of the video games that we've actually been playing this week, so we're moving on to highlights. So, I have a ton of highlights, so I'll I'll start off here. Um, Tetris Effect, Effect, I've always wanted to play. Um, It's now called Tetris Effect Connected, because initially it didn't have multiplayer, but now it has multiplayer um, on local, it has uh, split screen, as online as all 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 the multiplayers, um, but yeah, originally for some reason it just didn't have any of it. Uh, guys, Tetris has never been better. Uh, this is a psychedelic trip, is what you're doing. Um, the movements, the sound, the visuals, all come together to be some sort of like experience more than it is a game. Um, you're playing Tetris, which is a simple game by today's standards. 
Um, but nobody's ever been like Tetris sucks. Like it, it, there's some some. What about that guy who doesn't like pizza? Yeah, oh yeah. He, well, what's he his stance sure. on Tetris? Yeah, yeah, he hates it. <laughs> Probably hates um, all of them. But you know. It's almost like a video that plays in the back, but the video is responding to what you're doing in the Tetris game. And there's jellyfish that are pulsating with blue lights. And the, um, when it gets more intense, the music gets it more intense. And they're hitting you with like opera singing. And then the next one has rap in it. Next one after that is like people chanting around the bonfire. And they're like, the fire's getting bigger as. Your stack's getting bigger. It's fucking awesome. That's amazing. That's a whole experience. Fucking awesome. Like, uh, like the Tetris almost VR? takes. Uh, I, just I looked that up. Supported. I looked it up today, and I couldn't find whether or not it said. Does it say? It, no, it, it has VR on oh. PlayStation. You can play it in VR. Yeah. So yeah, it's totally bought. Um, wow. But anyway, it's free right now on Game Pass, which I don't think you can play. Game Pass. Can we look that up, Christian? Can you play Game Pass games in VR if they support it? I don't it? think so. I don't think so. No. But anyway, um, it's yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, Sam hates everything. She's a kind of person that hates pizza. She likes pizza, but I'm saying she's that person that we're talking <laughs> about. She doesn't like happiness, and she's like, "This is fucking amazing." She loved it. Um, it's incredible, guys. Like. Uh, the the game takes a back seat as you go into this experience. It, it says, like, do you want a challenge? Do you want to just chill? There's, like, chill levels. There's uh, relaxing levels. There's experimental levels. There's all these, like, different categories you can go into. and Or there's just a campaign, and you can just go through them all or whatever. Wow. But whatever you're in the mood for, that's what you're playing this game for. Like, why do people play Tetris? You're not going to be the best in the world. You're just kind of playing it to play it, right? So why not also have an incredible experience with it? And, oh, and it says headphones, strongly um, recommended. Lights off, strongly recommended. Like, they want you zoned in. And it's dope. Dope. Well, Christian just pulled up. the. He just <laughs> fact-checked us. Just thank, thank you again, Christian. We'll have to send him another like, $17. Because it uh, turns out you actually can play VR games nice. on Game Pass, and including nice. this game what? and No Man's Sky. So uh, I feel like I need to do some due diligence and, and play a little bit of this. this yeah. Game, you, just, you just came up on like 40 VR games you probably didn't even know you had. Yeah, right, possibly. Yeah, right. they'll, they're going to have to take a damn fucking back seat, and I'm going to get into that later. But Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible, guys. This is, yeah, Tetris has never been better, for sure. Um, it's almost like being on mushrooms. Nice. I was about to say, you yeah. should take mushrooms and play this game. Might be too know. much, bro. Yeah. I loved this game when it first came out. She played it on PlayStation because it's one of the only, like, PlayStation 5 titles that was available, and she loves Tetris. And I would just sit there and watch, and I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, what's interesting about that, too, is, like, um, when you're playing the game, you really, you can't look at the visuals very much because you focus on the game. And the Watcher, which was me, I was like, this is fucking crazy. And she's like, you, when you're playing it, you get, like, you get 
what's going on, but you don't get to see the visuals. But yeah, the watcher gets to watch all that. And you could zoom in and zoom out and make the game board as small or as big as you want. You can you know you can make it really yeah. big and, and, and drown out everything else if that's what you want it remember, to do. I remember when this came out, the direct competitor was that Tetris where you faced a hundred people kinda of like in a battle royale. And yeah, it's kinda of overshadowed that. by that. Yeah. I remember that. And so now that like now that this is available and you can play multiplayer, I don't see why anyone who loves Tetris wouldn't be playing it. Uh, just because you said it and it's on my mind, um, the um, what is the little game where you do a obstacle course against a hundred people? Fall guys, Fall guys, yeah, Fall, Fall guys. guys, Fall, Fall guys, guys is Fall. got uh, now has um, epic exclusivity or will have epic. Exclusivity. If you own it already, you'll be able to cross-platform with them. But if once it goes exclusive on Epic for free to play, um, you will no longer be able to play with those people. Yeah, what I are think the that's active how that works. player numbers for this? Because I've heard that this game is dying. Like you constantly run into bots. You constantly run into a bunch of shit. Hmm. Ten thousand um, people were playing today. Yeah, which. I mean, I expect that to be bigger, but I think once it goes to free-to-play, that'll jump up quite a yeah. bit, mm-hmm. especially on Epic, where, you know, a lot of kids play. Yeah. Well, the game's been out for a long time, too. Well, two years. Yeah, it's time for it to go to free-to-play anyway, but it, it yeah. sucks about the exclusivity part. Hmm. But I think it's, we all It's the same this, thing right? that happened to Rocket League, wasn't it? Yeah. It went free-to-play yeah. when they jumped to Epic. Yeah. Yeah, but that ended up helping it out, so maybe this will, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess bumbling around and running and... Throwing shit at the wall and hoping that you make it to the end. Uh, do you want to talk about some of that, uh, what is it, the UEBS? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. I talked about it a little bit when I saw Gummy play it, but of course I bought it because, yes. <laughs> um, this is the you know the first early access version. So, um, I wouldn't say it's like tremendously buggy or anything. The takeaway here is what they've done technically. Um, I put it on ultra settings and I'm not getting any noticeable slowdown at all. I'm talking about a million chickens versus a million Spartans versus um, 17 Nikola Nikola Teslas. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, somehow it pulls it all off and it loads pretty well. Like I might have to wait 30 seconds for it to load. Like, it's not bad at all. And, um, yeah, you know, you watch these forces go up against each other. Um, if anything was wonky, I would say, like, their tactics are are uh, to be desired because they, they will be, like, 50 deep waiting, their line, waiting in line to be dead instead of, like, they do curve around the edges, but not enough that they, they won't try to engulf the enemy as strongly as they should. A lot of guys are just standing around um but you could click just push the button r and go right into um rts mode and you can like control you know highlight a whole group of people tell these guys to go over here and attack these people um you can also go into you can uh possess a guy and just go in and start fighting as one of the dudes that's more fun than it sounds um there is john wick which they call action guy um (laughs) And there is also Chuck Norris, who's a god. Basically, he I, he can take one million zombies on and win. 
Uh, And and you can turn on, like, forever uh, bones and blood, and he'll be at a giant mountain of dead bodies at the end of it, which is uh, cool, but it takes forever. Like, like three hours for him to kill a million zombies. But uh, super fun. Uh, I like it. Um, And I can't wait. The roadmap came out, you know. They're doing the standard thing, like, next couple of weeks they're gonna have new units new maps uh, a couple of weeks after that they're gonna do uh the campaign mode um a few weeks after that uh full release which includes mod support which is what we really want because we want jedis and uh yeah yeah it's good it's very good technically they pulled it off it's, it's crazy a million of something you know how long it takes you just to fly over a million battle ducks? Like, what's a battle good. duck? It's a duck with a little helmet on it, dude. What, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> quack quack! He battle ready. <laughs> yeah, you can already like you can modify their numbers so you can make up a new unit. So you can make like a Spartan. You could take him, which is like two hundred health, seventy five damage, and you could just fuck with the numbers and the colors as much as you want, and you can make a a unit. But you're still hard. Uh, locked into that model once once the modding support comes out and uh we have harry potter flying around that's gonna be the fun part hell yeah hell yeah (coughs) yeah all right well not flying but i guess not swimming or gliding more like on the water uh nick you want to tell us about war thunder dude isn't this the battleships game Dude, so it is not battleships, or not just battleships. Uh, it originally started as an air air game, uh, but now they have like helicopters, tanks, uh, blue water and green water um, vessels, and uh, a bunch of other shit. And man, I've been playing this game a lot, even though it's obviously like one of those games where you just have to crank time in to unlock stuff. Um, and I just realized that just playing with like, the lowest level shit is actually pretty entertaining. Um, they keep adding stuff to this game. Uh, I think what they, one thing that they have in this game that is kind of touchy that some other tank simulators and stuff don't have is that they put in experimental or like prototype vehicles from like other cultures. And I think there's like now nine playable, uh, factions. So it's like Israel, Italy, America, China, Japan, Great Britain, Russia, Sweden, and I think like I'm missing one, but dude, there's so many things in this game now. And um, if you do end up playing it, I would strongly suggest buying what is called like the the Battlefield Starter Pack, which is uh, like so. If you choose a country like like I, I'm American, I want to play America, whatever. Um, you can just go to their page, and because the game's free, if you like the game, you can buy one of these passes for ten dollars. Um, or like 14 decals. I don't know what the difference is, but uh, you get you get a higher tier tank and a higher tier plane uh, included and seven days of like premium, which is like a big deal because you unlock stuff like three times as fast while you have like your, your premium unlocked. Like an XP boost. Exactly. Um, so yeah, like I, I've had my, my opinions about this game because they, uh, like, they constantly change like what it takes to like level up and unlock stuff, like how long it takes and all these other things. So right now I think the game is in a pretty good state, especially if you're a new player because there's so many new armies that you can play. 
Um, and also there's just so many vehicles and whether you like ships, small patrol craft, helicopters, planes, tanks, like whatever, like it's all in this game. Hey Nico, uh, when you're playing like tanks, is it only tanks or can you play tanks versus boats versus planes? So there is like a war mode, uh, cause there's a, there's like a realism mode. There's like an arcade mode, which most people play, but in like the war mode, like everything is like allowed. But the thing is like, like only things from a certain era are allowed. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not going to have jets versus like world war one tanks. Yeah. So, um, but when you do play tank battles, you can always fly a plane if you get a kill or two. And so, um, that's like a consistent thing because what they've included in like the quote unquote tanks category is anti-air guns, which are pretty weird. Uh, because people use them as like stealth vehicles to kind of just absolutely fuck people up. But uh, yeah, the game, like I said, is like a, just in a really good place as far as like balance and a couple of other things. Yeah, because last time you were talking about this game, you were kind of poo-pooing it. So now it looks like they turned it around. Yeah, like I said, because I was poo-pooing it because it seemed like they changed a bunch of like the tier systems and how fast you unlock stuff. Like, oh, you need to unlock five tanks before you can go to the next tier. They've lowered that and modified it for some of the other countries. And so, like I said, I think the game is in a pretty good spot right now. It is free. There's so many people that – and it's on every major console. There are so many people that fucking play this game, man. What's the concurrent players on this one? Uh, We always wait. Everybody's quiet. (laughs) 27,000. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A good amount of people. Yeah. And so – if the nice thing about this game, and I and this is one of the main reasons why like I play it, is that getting into a game, finishing the game, and then getting into another game is super fast because you only have you can have ten tanks or like ten crews with ten different tanks, but you only get three lives, and so like you kill a bunch of people, you get killed, you just start the next round. Like wait, just go. it takes multiple people to run one tank. No, 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 no. Oh. So, like, you you have a quote unquote crew for every for every vehicle you can have, and you could have up to ten ten crews. Oh, gotcha. And so, um, there are people that play this for like the flight simulator mode and in VR, um, where and it's called like movie maker settings or like some crazy shit, where like all the textures get hot, like upresed and like all these other things, and you can fly a plane and like you obviously have restrictions. Um, like on how many G's you can pull else you're like biplane shreds into like a thousand fucking pieces. So yeah. That's, Speaking that's of, uh, flight simulators, game. dude, my, uh, my brother-in-law, who's a pilot, he, I let him play, um, Microsoft uh, flight simulator. Yeah. Flight simulator, which, which he always talks about building a computer to play. Um, but he sat down and he's like, yep, everything is exactly like flying. He's like, it's, it's exactly, he's like, because he hasn't flown in like three years he's like i feel so i feel like i could go jump into a cessna and be fine right now because um this is exactly it everything feels exactly like and he's on a playstation controller you know that's great yeah all everything is picture perfect accurate as far as like where the controls are he's like i've done five thousand hours in this plane right here he's like you're showing me what all the knobs and shit do is it's, it's super interesting um, I've also played, um, I played shadow of the tomb Raider. <clears throat> I hate, it's so hard to keep these games in order 
Like it was Tomb Raider, and then it was like Rise of the Tomb Raider, and now it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. How how am I supposed to know what order those are? I have to look up the order every single time. Anyway, this is the third one in the reboot series where, um, you know, in the first one, she was like like a teenager. She was like 18, maybe. Um, but now she's like a, like a woman, and she's out and doing her shit, and god damn, was I having a good time. Uh, the camera work in this game is incredible. It's it's. I don't know if like um, how the editor works or whatever they put into it, but um, it's not your average, you know, just behind her views as you're going through whatever it is, especially through the cinematic areas. It's it's picking uh, camera angles that are not what you would expect, and but also just add to the whole experience. Um, the game has been fun. It seems to be a lot more platforming and exploratory than just action shooting bad guys. Um, I love Tomb Raider 1, um, you know, way back whenever the hell. And I'm talking about the original series. And then the 2 came out, and that I think I really enjoyed that one too. And then 3 came out, and it was just like all just shoot them up bad guys. And I'm like, uh, every other video game has this. I can get this anywhere else. It's fighting crocodiles underwater. That's really exciting about these games. And I'm I'm getting a lot of that in this. And, um, yeah, it, it seems like getting back to the jungle, you know what I mean? Like really fucking cool. Uh, having a great time. Um, Bobby, uh, the initial scene is in Mexico, and she goes into a small town. Guess what's going on in that small oh, town? Dia de los it is Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, man. That's all Every Mexican people do, in case yeah. you don't know. It's, they, they just celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Um, they did an exceptional job at it, uh, mm. but, yeah, that it just happened to be that again. Um, I'm itching to play more of this. I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Do you think the next one will be the rated tomb of the Tomb Raider? <laughs> the rated tomb <laughs> underneath the overfall of the Tomb Raider. Just like random words. Just random adjectives and verbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, underneath the falling sky of the bottom of the Tomb Raider. All right. What did you play this week, Bobby? Uh, this week I played My Time at Porsche. That was the only game I played this week. Uh, but I played a good it amount like of it. a stripper. I'm sorry. What, Porsche? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a car company. <laughs> but it's like, my time with Porsche, it's like, yes, I hired this stripper to hang out with me for the weekend. Well, yeah, that's the my time with Porsche. This is my time at Porsche. My uh, time. Very important. Inside of Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? How would you rate it? <laughs> would you come again? Uh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yikes. So this game is pretty much Stardew Valley. Like, it... It is so close. So it is a, a 3D adventure version of uh, Stardew Valley. You're doing all the same things. Um, you are making relationships with people in town. You are farming, uh, scavenging materials. Uh, there's these dungeons or areas you can go in and dig to find things, and then there's combat in there. Yeah, it's pretty much Stardew Valley, but in a, in a 3D space. Um, the game actually did not handle as well as I thought. You know, you watch a lot of the videos and the graphics seem all right, but then you get in there and it seems a little on the janky side, but still I'm having a good time with it. I, I really don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like keep playing this game because I played so much Stardew Valley that it, it does feel a little bit repetitive. So I'm kind of, 
That's what I said about Stardew Valley, though. I, the first time I played it, I, it didn't catch. And I think I went back maybe two or three times before I really got into it. So that's just how these games are. So who knows? There, there may be a future with this one. But just in general, I was not super impressed. It felt like it took a really long time to get to the farming part. Mm. So I, I don't know. It, crafting survival, I've found where I'm at right now with gaming. I just, I have no tolerance for it. If you tell me to go get 10 pieces of wood to put something together so I can use that to put something else together, then I'm just like, nope, I'm out. Like, I'm not, I'm not playing your game, man. I'm not doing, I'm not running arbitrary tasks to achieve these goals that you've set for me. No. Um, but yeah, it was all right. I wanted to check it out because the new one's coming out, my time at Sandrock, and that one's going to be multiplayer. And this game does not have multiplayer. Um, and of course, that was a big deal for Stardew Valley. Like once that had the co-op mode, it was great. But yeah, it's all right. It was free on Epic Games like, I don't know, a year ago or something. So hopefully you got it back then. Otherwise, you're going to be spending a little bit of money on Steam and it's probably not worth it. Um, wait, My Time at Sandrock already came out. No, or no May 26th. On... May 26th. Okay. Coming, coming out, out soon. very, very soon. In four days. How much is uh, my time at Porsche? It's got some very positive reviews. There's mm-hmm. a demo as well out on Steam to check it out. Otherwise, it's thirty bucks. Yeah, it's thirty bucks. You know, one of the big differences between this game and Stardew Valley was this game actually has voice acting, and I don't really like it though. Like, I don't. Um, there's an option to uh, not really turn it off, but you can select mute for your character, like he just doesn't talk, or you choose a different voice for your character. Um, and I think I like playing it better that way. I don't know. <laughs> the, the voice acting just, uh, playing Stardew Valley and the character's not talking and you have having to read all the dialogue. Typically, I don't care for that too much, but in that game, I kind of like it because like when you read a book, you put things together in your own mind. People have the voices that you create for them. Um, you know, if you read a book, you kind of paint your own pictures and you see things how you want to. That's kind of how it is when you play a game that doesn't have voice acting. You kind of create the voices for your characters uh, that just worked better for me with stardew valley that's what i appreciate more too plus i find that a lot of times the voice actors might be reading things at a much slower rate than you normally would mm-hmm. so i'm always just kind of like oh my god yeah. come the fuck on like yeah, i absolutely. see you're doing a dramatic pause stop it let's just move on to the next conversation mm-hmm. bobby i wish you would create voices for your own characters in D. son of a bitch <laughs> oh yeah that's great <laughs> My my name is Dwarf Paladin, and he just so happens to have the exact same voice and cadence that I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing in the rule book that says a Dwarf Paladin can't talk like this. <laughs> Speaking uh, of uh, Dwarf Paladins, uh, what about Ravenous Devils, uh, Days? That has nothing to do with Dwarf Paladins. I appreciate you trying to transition, but I was... <laughs> ah, man, I hate dwarves. I don't... I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say, it seemed like my... Seems like my time in Porsche takes up a lot of time, and a game that's all about time is Ravenous Devils. That's how I hear it in my fucking head when I hear Ravenous Devils. Devils. It's some, like, yeah, Sweeney Todd weird girl being like, that's just ravenous. But anyway, uh, (laughs) because, yeah, apparently the villagers in this place are fucking starving and ravenous because they're always there looking for that meat, meat pie, that goop, goop shit, you know, which comes from the (laughs) upstairs. Are you high, (laughs) Daze? (laughs) No. 
Did you talk to the youth before you came here? <laughs> the youth, yeah. Nude. No, all right. So anyway, this game. I... <laughs> so this game is about you are a husband-wife duo set in what reminds me of like, yes, yeah, Sweeney Todd, total kind of vibe, right? The guy, instead of being a barber like Sweeney Todd, he's a tailor. So he will sit there and, you know, make measurements of people and then he stabs them is what he does. And then he's got a little shoot that he throws the body down and his wife will take the body and put it in a massive meat grinder where she'll make like minced meat pie and then sell that back to people and it's just an entire game of it's only like five bucks and i think for a five dollar game uh that goop goop shit is totally worth it for five bucks if you like time management games because this is totally that kind of game like i realize that i can sit there and i can make an outfit put it on a mannequin and that will distract the first person coming into the tailor shop which then the second person coming in is the one i'm going to kill and by that time when i drop his body take his clothes like refix up his clothes put him back onto the mannequin that buys me enough time to do all the stuff with the woman down at the basement and making the pie it is a lot of like busy work and time management stuff but it kind of flows fun it's it's not i like the i like kind of the way that they do the story in the intro and i just think that for a five dollar game this is really well made for those kind of like i said time management games you know it is grisly it's dark it's like yeah definitely um savage with a lot of gore and blood but it's also kind of fun you can upgrade your space you can improve your shop you can improve things to help you out you can do like double ovens and make even more food double and ovens. double <laughs> double oven it up for your for your devilish the, ways because they're <laughs> ravenous up there don't you know <laughs> Hayes, i got a question uh does your establishment grow in size not exactly. You do unlock like a garden, which then you can start adding and like making different stuff to kind of spice up things because not to grow p- potatoes so that you have to kill less people. No, 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 no. No, it's it was... herbs. So that way then you can, <laughs> yeah, you can flavor your human pie, meat yeah. and spice it up. And then you can maybe make a shepherd's pie with the shepherd literally in the Wow. Pie. Yeah. And oh, then <laughs> yeah, you said it. And then, yeah, dude, uh, but I mean, it's interesting because people will like rate you and sometimes the the town will be on to you. Like, so if you kill too many people, like the town's people will be on to you. Is mince meat kinda, pie just a little too on the nose? I think it really is mince meat pie. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah you don't serve that. Yeah. Well, it was when they were first starting out. You can start making more and different yeah. foods and stuff they have different recipes she's like oh my grandmother's book if you look at the fourth picture to the right that's the recipe book did you read the top and what? yeah that goop goop shit <laughs> yeah so that's apparently her grandmother's recipe which i mean damn dude amazing she didn't use any words and was able to just impeccably make this like pixelated art it's fantastic grandma is an artist look at that but no it's the recipe book uh that she, so you can make different things and kind of spice it up but she was illiterate but a hell of an artist yeah, yeah, illiterate but a fantastic artist. Yeah. yeah, they say in the bottom right of this recipe book, the secret ingredient is crime. Come yeah, on, Grandma, that's uh, a little on the nose there. A little incriminating. It's a little on the nose, but it's it's pretty fun. I think for like a five dollar game, it's pretty cute and well made and like fun. But you do get to the point though, and there's a demo. If you're really unsure about it, try the demo. The demo's pretty uh, elaborate. You definitely get the gist with the demo, like of what this game is about. Um, so at least just play that. But I don't know. Sometimes I have a love-hate relationship with these kind of time management games because they easily kind of spin out of control. For a while, you'll be going on like a really good groove. You'll be like, okay, cool. If I keep this down, this is my rotation. <laughs> Your murder to 
strategy. Uh, sandwiches yeah. uh, ratio yeah. is really good. <laughs> You're like awesome. We're gonna if make I 10 just more body salamis. Exactly. It's just like okay, cool. If I keep doing this route, then for quite a while, like I've got a system that works, and then and then they start adding more people, and you're like, oh fuck, I can't handle it. <laughs> well, I like, mean, that's the nature of these games. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. how they make them. But it is pretty fun, and you know, they your customers do rate you, so you can see how well you're doing. And it's I don't know. I think it, for like I said, like a five dollar game, I thought it was pretty fun and cute and interesting. Dude, like yeah. said, the camera angle reminds me of Fallout Shelter. I think yes. you brought this up like a couple weeks ago, and it's but nice because you. Shit. Yeah, it's nice because you can you use the mouse scroll wheel to go up and down levels, which can make you go really rapid and fast and like doing all the things that you're doing. And you can kind of click and basically line up a queue of what you want the husband or what you want the wife to do and then scroll down and like kind of jump back and forth between them pretty easily. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, a fun and good game. Came out not too long ago. Yeah, the 29th of April. I did put it on the radar, but I played quite a bit more of it before my entire weekend got rocked by my next game that I'm not going to talk about just yet. I'll talk you, about it in a bit. <laughs> you could, but it doesn't end with blood on the floor and bloody messes and Blood everywhere. Grizzly. Yeah, it's just about as gory. I don't know. I guess the theme of Go this week it. is gore. Not to be confused with gorn which was a great game also gory not the one i'm talking about though the one i'm talking about though is v rising that game oh my god i had all these plans for this weekend how dare this game this game. <laughs> i had all these plans and i was like okay i don't know if it's the steam like algorithm being like this bitch played blood hunt so let's give her all the vampire shit but all this vampire stuff to me seems to be coming out right now so when i first saw this game i was kind of like oh, i don't no, like I don't know if I'm going to be into it, but then I played a little bit of it, and oh my god, guys! I think I've put in 14 or 15 hours in the past two days. Like wow. I haven't really slept. This game just completely rocked. I went from like level Whoa. 10 to 30, uh, 35, and um, yeah, this I fucking love this game. I will be playing this game and probably talking about this game for the next few weeks. Just uh, you know, strap prepare in. thyself. Yeah, strap in and. Prepare your bippies because we're talking about V Rising for the next few weeks. <laughs> I, yeah, not just that. She, yeah, she also nominated it for Game of the Weeks, and it was, she's long time due for that. So yeah, uh, yep. it's it's going to be this game. So let's get right into it. Um, this game we were just talking about recently. One of the sad parts of everything kind of turning to kind of councils or catering to councils, meeting in the middle of PC and council. Right. One of the sad things that I know Nick brought up and I agreed with is that we were lacking servers. Well, the shit's back in this game. We have servers in this game, which is great. Um, so I'm playing with my buddy Fastidious, who has his own server, and it's doing really well. Like it's it's populated well. There's a lot of really nice people. It's cool. We play PVE. This game has PvP, but I haven't played it. Um, I ha I I cannot no life with the with the PvP man. I can't do that right now. The, nothing stresses me out more in these craft survival games. Which if I haven't mentioned it before, <laughs> this is a craft survival game. <laughs> and yes, uh, recycled. When she says council, she means console. Yes. I yeah, you say council. You, you say council. Oh shit, it's console. Yeah, it's my council. bad. That was a little <laughs> slip. Console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not uh, a little slip because it's been weeks i keep saying it <laughs> oh all right yeah. well you know what fuck out of here whatever <laughs> <laughs> say it all i want anyway, you, betcha. <laughs> you 
invented. Days. I don't think you've said what this game is, or did I miss okay. it? I didn't say what this game is. I'm sorry. I'm so excited about it's, this game, guys. I'm sorry. I just I keep watching this, and I'm like, fuck, I'd rather play it. I'd rather be playing this game right now. But anyway, uh, okay, so this game is kind of like an MMO in a way, and it, it reminds me of Diablo and Valheim connected together. There's a lot of amazing combat elements in these dungeon-crawly kind of feeling places. Like, if you go into mines, and if you go into graveyards, it definitely feels like Diablo. There's all kinds of strategy to how you do combat. Your weapons will change skills in a way that you can do, and then additionally, too, you get these different powers. If you kill these, like, smaller tier bosses, then you can get even more powers and unlock different things for structures and build a castle and build all kinds of stuff with a ton of customization of, like, paintings, and you can Martha Stewart the fuck out of your castle, and it's great. And so, yeah, this is a crafting survival and just kind of like an action RPG. Okay. And, um, yeah. Multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer, though, which is cool. Traditionally, you have four people, I think, in a clan, so it's small base, so when you're doing PvP, that's actually great, because then you won't get, like, completely steamrolled by, like, a clan of 40 people when you're like, I'm only level 10, leave me alone. That shit sucks. They got rid of that shit here. So, I haven't played a lot of the PvP. I'm having way too much fun with PvE. I mean, it is awesome. Like, I built this whole house. I've been meeting all these people. Last night... Um, me and Fastidious and a few other people, I think, I think SOCOM was involved as well with this. There was like 12 of us taking down one boss. And I mean, we, me and Fastidious were, are pretty decently mid-level and SOCOM was still kind of like a newish level, but everybody else was just like beastly high level. And it was fucking hard. Like we all, I think I died twice Like, and people brought it up. It was difficult, but it was awesome. And it was such an amazing time. And it brought me back to like, you know what I've heard of how raids and wow are, or whenever there were Mm. world events going on in ESO or guild wars. Like it's that moment where like people in a global chat are like, Hey, does everybody want to go attack this person? And then all these random people with you meet up and you just sync and work really well together and take down a boss. That was a nice mix of challenging and fun and this game's got it i mean i think you could play completely solo it would be difficult in ways but you could always reach out in global chat and have people come join you if you're in a good server and i mean it's so much fun with other people as well to play the graphics are gorgeous there's all these um little details that this game brought that just kind of adds an incredible element. There's a day and night cycle and as you stand longer in the sun, you'll start taking drastic damage, like 10 per, like ten percent off, 10% off. 10, like, you will die fucking quick What do you do the during sun. the day, then? So during the day, they've designed this game to have such Over. amazing shadows that also move depending on the time of the day. So obviously, if it's high noon, you have a lot less shadows as you normally would. If it's dawn, depending, like, then it's, you know, um, or like if it's rising in the east, then on the east side, you're going to have way more light in. So you have Ideally, to you would be around. home decorating, though. You Ideally. could, but actually what we have found that has been really efficient and fucking great is if you get to a place, say, like a mine, and you want to farm a mine. You go to the mine at night, kill a bunch of stuff on the way, start farming oh. stuff there. Then when you're in the mine and it's daylight, then you can be inside of a mine and not even be a touch, right. like, touching daylight. Yeah. Or what ends up happening depending on how far you are what i found worked as well is it's actually kind of nice to go somewhere kill a boss and then by the time it's daylight you snake through the shadows and farm on your way back home 
which mm. is so cool. It's such an amazing element to me. And it seems so simple. Like a day and night cycle is, is nothing new in a lot yeah. of games. But the way that they have it in this game really makes it an amazing addition and kind of an amazing challenge. Because what ends up happening is it's never perfect. All of these NPCs are on these random patrols throughout the whole map and they take roads. And obviously you don't want to be out in the middle of the road in the sunlight because there's the least amount of shade. But there are trees, there are rocks, there are buildings that are creating shadows in the daytime that you weave through. And so you can kill creatures from the shade and it adds a whole new element of fighting when it's in daylight and it adds a whole new challenge, which is just awesome. It's amazing. I think that this game is just so incredible. I put in, like I said, almost I think 15 hours into it and I feel like I just broke out of like the beginner level and I'm now maybe just entering mid game. It's awesome. You can have these servants where you can go find NPCs and humans because a big element of this game as well is um, the vampire element, which is like blood. So each enemy that you fight has a different type. They might be a brute. They might be a warrior. They might be a rogue. And then their blood has a certain percentage of purity. And so what you do is if you get an enemy down 80% of their health. So they only have 20% of their health left or less. You can feed on them. And if you feed on them entirely, then you absorb in a way, kind of some powers and buffs and stuff, depending on what they were. So if they were like a 99% rogue, well, now you're going to be able to move faster. You're going to have higher like dexterity for things. You're going to have higher chances of crit damage and stuff like that. And each kind is different. So like some things, like if you wanted to farm for your house and build stuff, they and you would actually want to find a worker, like a miner or a logger or somebody working or a farmer, and you're going to want to attack them and get their health down to like 20% and then feed on them. And that will allow you to hold more items and harvest and gather things faster. So there's all these different buffs that then you can factor in too. You're like, okay, if this boss is going to be super difficult and he's going to take a, and he needs a lot of like range damage, well then let's go find a rogue or where we're going to get crit damage and like, you know, essentially suck the blood of this enemy bandit or so that is like a rogue. And then we could use this crit damage buff to actually take down a boss. So there's all these different strategies to combat, which is really cool. Um, and, and the core gameplay is like the core gameplay loop is super. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're really enjoying the combat. Yeah. Yeah. The combat. And then it so has everything fun. else on top of that. Yeah. But, like, but, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the kind of Diablo aspect of this, like the combat is so amazing. Days, you're painting a pretty picture here. It's like I don't know. I love this fucking game. Like I said, if I wasn't here, I would be playing this game, game and I don't know about game in the, it's, it's certainly like grabbing me like Valheim did, but it's way better than Valheim. I think like it's, I'm also having kind of minimal bugs in ways. The one thing that's kind of annoying and weird that I'm getting used to is like, it is really stuck on the way that your character is facing for attacks, which doesn't always line up with your cursor. There's been moments where I've been fighting big mobs and I'm just like, bitch, why are you looking in the opposite way? Like, I point to the monster yeah. and fight him. You know, which can get annoying for ranged attacks and I'm not sure if they're going to fix that or if that's my computer, if that's a true ever bug. I don't know too many people that are complaining about it. Maybe I'm just not figuring it out that well because this game doesn't necessarily I think it does a really good job of kind of showing you a little bit of how things are done. 
but there's a lot of things they do not explain to you at all and you fight and you figure it out or you learn but i mean i i've fallen so in love with this game that i'm now like eating and watching tips and how to do shit on youtube so you let us know so yeah like <laughs> all right this is game of the week so you're gonna be hearing a lot of this over the next it. month so mm-hmm. uh let's move on Plus, started. i was just informed that i have a hard out in 10 minutes so that is v rising so yeah um Nick, I uh, want to hear your dark tide nose, and I'll hit my highlights, and then I think I got to go. Sounds good. This is going to be quick. So the devs for Dark Tide um, had a, a magazine uh, snippet. They explained a bunch of things. Um, they have explained something that people were wondering for a long time, and that's how the characters will work. Uh, essentially, there are no more unique characters in um like in Verminside, where you had like a mage guy or a mage lady, you had like a dwarf and all this other stuff, and they interacted with each other. Um, the way it works now is that there's four primary classes. Uh, there's a psyker, there's a zealot, um, there is the combat veteran, and then there's an ogren. Um, you can cu- completely customize your character. I think only ogrens are the only ones that can't change sex. Um, I might be wrong, but like I think in canon, only like the fem- I mean the male ogrens fight. But anyways, um, yeah, they announced a bunch of stuff. They teased something yesterday, and they said they were going to show a bunch of stuff in an hour, and they never did. So Oof. yeah, I don't know about that. But um, they also explained that the game will have complete customization of your guns and weapons and like stats. Every character has like a shield built in uh, built into them. So, like, the Zealot is protected by, like, the will of the Emperor. Um, the Ogren is too dumb to realize he's taking damage. Like, there's there's a bunch of other things. They've shown a bunch of these special uh, enemies. So, there's huh. obviously something that pins you down, picks you up, all this other stuff. They showed one of the bosses as well. But uh, it's, um, the one thing that they did also announce is that the game has a game director, kind of like... Um, Left for Dead, so none of the none of, none of the runs will ever be truly the same. Um, and they've also like uh, enabled this thing where it's like if you play the same mission over and over again, like let's say you die in an alley, right? Well, when your character goes by, they're gonna be like, "Huh, Death Alley, huh?" And like they'll they'll reference where you died and a bunch of other stuff and like how you died. So apparently, there's still gonna be like character cohesion and comments and stuff made by the characters. But it's not going to have the uniqueness of uh, of like individually written characters like in Vermintide. So everybody's going to kind of have their own characters. So. What are you What are you killing, Nick? So you're fighting the forces of Nurgle, um, and this is something that they they've kind of elaborated as well. Uh, so Nurgle is the chaos god of like pox and disease and stuff. So you're kind of facing just like really stinky zombies. But the other thing that they've introduced into this game is that they're they're talking about. Uh, traitor guard, which are like guardsmen or good guys that have betrayed the uh, the empire, and they also have guns. And so, unlike in Vermintide, where there was only like one or two ranged enemies, there's a large assortment of them, and that's what the shield is for: is to like kind of give you a little bit of a grant of how much range damage you can take. But uh, every class kind of has their specialization. They've already mentioned, for example, like the zealot uh, is very melee focused while the ogren's obviously the tank the veteran is a sharpshooter or boss killer like it excels on like headshots and like weak points shots single single target damage yeah and and the and the psyker is kind of like this weird like glass cannon thing where if you attack too many times you start to explode 
That's kind of what um, they did with the um, the fire mage in in the other game, right? Like exactly. You, you could heat up too much. The, apparently, they're 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 explaining that like because you can cast different spells and abilities, and like the fire lady, where you just get hurt. Apparently, like if you miscast something or you overcast something and it, it doesn't work, there's going to be different effects for different abilities. Nice. So. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up this because exciting, it's like the dude. most we've heard about this game. I want to. Out of all the fucking Warhammer shit you talk about, this is the one. Yeah, this is the one that they're uh, that Tencent and Games Workshop are put, and Fat Shark are putting all their marbles in. They they got the best writer of all of them to write the game. So, um, I mean, the game's pretty in its own right. It's super gory. It's super actiony. Um, they're they are doing a live service for this game. So they announced that a bunch of the initial missions will be released, but the overarching story and everything will be completed over time, and it will be included in the primary game purchase. And apparently oh. that's to make sure that the game has a longevity and it can be replayed. They've already alluded to other classes coming into the game. People have already speculated that we're going to get a, an Adeptus Mechanicus character, which is a character that's like full of machines and shit. We're going to get a squat, which is like a dwarf. So Bobby can play the game. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Call back. Uh, thanks, man. That was good. Um, the last game I have, thanks to Scram TX who sent me this. Um, how much is it, does this cost? Well, how much of a gift was this? This is eleven thirty nine US, dude. Thank you so much. That's like a legitimate gift. It was a dollar. I'd be like, hey, and, you know, things happen. Um, so anyway, he said it was his game, uh, one of his game of the years last year, or runner up for game of the year. Um, it's a platformer, Metroidvania. You kind of look like Orko from, um, from He-Man, if anybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but it's a mechanic I've seen in other games where you are bouncing between two different, um, uh, what do you call them? Like, um, a different universe? No, that's not the right word. Um, it's like a, a, a backwards version of your, of regular world, uh, an upside down, if you will, from stranger things. Um, and usually when you play these games, the entire world change into that other one. So you'll go into the other world and the door will be open where it was formerly closed. But this, it's a bubble that come radiates from the center of your body. So <clears throat> even though you might change and go to the other uh, dimension. That's what I wanted. You'll go to the other dimension um, and things will be different. It'll only be inside of that bubble. So you have to open and shut this bubble um, correctly for what your character is doing. And it's really interesting. So you'll, you'll let's say like a platforming puzzle where um, certain platforms are only there in certain dimensions. So you'll be, you'll jump midair, change, jump midair, change, and do this over and over. But there'll also be a butterfly in that whole exchange. That butterfly is just a butterfly in one world, but it's a fucking dragon that kills you in one hit in the other dimension. So as you're doing this jumping puzzle, you're trying not to turn this butterfly into the fucking dragon. So that's another uh, little thing you have to w w worry for, worry about. Um, 
I'm having a really good time with it. He said he wanted, he bought it for me so that I could give him the Steam Deck review. I have not played on the Steam Deck. Um, I think it'll play great because it's, there's not a lot of like technical little hits. It's more about jumping and, and dimension hopping, uh, which is just a couple buttons. So I think it's going to be really good for it. Um, it's a very pretty game. Uh, I would recommend it. It's uh, 88%, 90% on uh, recommended. And, yeah, it's Unbound Worlds Apart. Um, there's another one called Unbound Something Else. So, <clears throat> yeah, anyway, thank you very much. I will be playing it on my Steam Deck as, uh, along with Rogue Legacy and uh, Bino Vazic. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Looks cool. Yeah. Looks pretty. All right. Well, I think that's it for all the games that we played this week. Uh, we've got a few listener questions, just three. So we had a, too many last week and uh, too few this week. <laughs> Guys, I think I get out of here. Otherwise, I'm going to eat a bunch of uh, shit. So, okay. Yeah, okay. brothers Everyone. visiting. We got to try to make it to dinner before they close. So, thank you, everybody. Uh, preemptive titties once again. I got to stop leaving it's early. This sucks, man. I know. But Bye, we did everybody. start late tonight. Yeah. Hey, fast. We were talking about you earlier, man. I think he was here for that. Yeah. All right. First question coming from Warconius. Uh, do you like to read books and take long walks on the beach? I'll start. Um, I don't read no. books unless it's like a topic that I'm like insanely in, in, into. And even then I still don't like reading books. I like it. It's one of the main reasons I like, uh, like, video games and like adaptations for movies and things. Although, you know, I've read books and seen like the, like the show or the movie. And obviously they just don't stack against each other. Um, I've, I've read a lot of the Warhammer book that kind of like establishes the universe, but um, I, I probably should read more. I mean, I have like three of them. So yeah. All right. No comment on the beach. Uh, you know, I like the beach. Um, the thing is, like, in the south, it's, like, balls to the wall, wall, like, fucking hot and, like, like just musty. Like, you just instantly start sweating anywhere you go. And so, you know, like, I like the beach. I'm more of a mountain guy. Okay. I love to read books. I, I like to try and take time to read them. Lately, I've been listening to or trying to listen to more books at work, but I find that I prefer to listen to, like nonfiction or I don't know, motivational, like real stuff. So yeah, nonfiction. Whereas I like to read nonfiction or sorry, I like to read fiction. Um, I don't know. I, I love laying in a hammock and reading a book. I think that that's one of the most peaceful things and walking on the beach. I don't know. Like I, part of me likes walking on the beach, but I'd rather walk through the woods or on a trail. If I'm going to be on the beach, I'm going to get in the water is what I'm going to do. And I want to go swimming. So whenever I'm on a beach, I'm just like, ah, yeah, look at that water. I'm going to get in that water. <laughs> so I don't normally spend too much time actually walking on the beach. I'll like go to the beach to get to the water typically. Hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you something about the beach here in San Diego. It's great, but it's not really worth the hassle, at least not for me, not anymore. Uh, you talk to people who've been here forever, they'll tell you like, oh, in the 70s, yeah, you could just drive down there, park, walk right out on the beach. Now, no, no. You, you go down there, you, it takes about half an hour to find a spot. You got to sit and wait. Then you get on the beach and it's just completely crowded. 
Um, so yeah, I don't usually deal with that anymore. I hear Black's Beach is pretty pretty open. I mean, it's a nude beach, but ayo. Black's Beach? Uh, I've never been there. Yeah, it's over by the Gladderport, like the. Let's go ahead Tory and take a DLG for the trip. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and reading, I like reading. I just don't have enough time to do it too often. All right. Another question from Orconius. What would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not fail? What causes you stress in your life? Are you too hard on yourself or not hard enough? These are deep questions. Um, I mean, damn, that is fucking deep. Mm-hmm. Is there an answer? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, if I didn't have to deal with fear at all and I wouldn't fail, uh, I'd be y- y'all would be looking at next like winning female rapper. I'd be a fucking rapper for <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at the fact that you want to be a rapper. I just find it. Like, I want to be the next fucking thing, bro. Well, yeah. I mean, I I've always loved hip hop and rap growing up, and I had a stint for a while where I was freestyling a lot. I think my sound cloud is still up and shit i'm sure it sounds awful but i love like i i love that i've always loved reading and poetry and rhythm i played band and was playing drums all the time in in band and so i loved uh i love the combination of poetry and rhythm so i've always loved that oh no that's not me dude no no (laughs) um anyway (laughs) uh, um, i'm on there somewhere but (laughs) so um don't find me (laughs) <laughs> things that things that cause me stress in life definitely can be work, uh, for sure. Uh, just because my type of job is stressful, we deal with like you know seeing if people have cancer, and it's typically a lot of a lot of shit, and you can't really roll into work like hungover or exhausted, and so it's kind of a high stress job, but it's it's worth it. And um, I don't know, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it tends to cause stress, and then that kind of leads into. I would probably say that I am too hard on myself at times. Hmm. So, yeah, I think a lot of us are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I was too hard on myself when I was young. Probably too easy on myself. Pretty lazy. Probably overcorrected on that recently. But uh, oh well, what you gonna do? And I don't know if fear was not a factor. The older I get, the less fear is a factor. Like I, I'm. V- rapidly approaching that old man doesn't give a fuck kind of attitude like <laughs> I, I don't i don't know i'm just not too like even at work man like sometimes i, I catch myself just saying things and i'm like damn dude i really just said that in front of all these people okay it's <laughs> pretty fucking bold why don't we just kill the kids okay well crazy. i don't well, say that <laughs> uh, but um yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't feel like fear is holding me back from anything that uh, I really want to do. Yeah, for me, I think fear for like it'd be stand up comedy. Like if I couldn't fail, like I'd love to be a stand up comic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny. You and Dave both have something that's like a, a performing in front of people. So you have a, a fear yeah. in front of uh, a fear of being in front of people. I think the other thing that kind of sucks, like, because I've wanted to do, like, an open mic night and things like that, but, like, the one in town, like, where I live is, it's, like, god-awful as far as, like, what time it is, where it's at, like, it, it's just not conducive to, like, breeding new, uh, like, comedians, so, I don't know, hopefully when I move to Texas, I'd, I'd be able to actually do a couple open mic nights, like, I have material written and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. 
Um, nice. As far as being too hard on myself, uh, I would say that I'm more not. Uh, but when I when I am hard on myself, I feel like a piece of shit. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Next question from Death. What does the DLG cast think of one of my favorite games, Red Dead Redemption 2? We did play this when it came out. I remember a lot of people talking about it and a lot of people liking it. I played it a little bit myself, but right away I was just like, nah, not interested. This is a large game, and I don't do those games. You know, there's a, I'd say that about every type of game, it sounds like, these days. But it's just a game that size I just I can't invest in. You don't, you don't play five hours of that game and just like move on. You know, It's like you either play it all or you don't play it at all. For me... Um... I liked Red Dead a lot, a lot. Um, I got more than like 70% of the way through the game, and then my save got corrupted oh my uh, God. when I tried to transfer it from my PS4 to my PS5. Um, and that's a game that you don't really restart and play over again because it's no. so fucking long, and there's so many non-skippable things. Um, what I would like to do eventually, like if I ever like just – win the lottery and just play video games all the time and not worry about being a parent um, would be to re probably play this game with like mods and like just skip a bunch of shit, like just download someone's save and just get to where I was. Um, I think it's a great game. I think it's an end of an era. Like I think the third person uh, like free roam, open a world kind of peaked with this game and like just whatever they come up with either has to be like revolutionary or they're just going to have to change their direction. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one of the games that came out on console way before, maybe a year before it came out on PC. I think it was a full year actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was, it was like a full year. So everybody already knew what the game was. A lot of people had already played it. And then it came onto PC. So when, when we finally got it and everyone started playing it, it was, um, there was no surprises, right? Like you knew exactly what you were getting and you knew it was a great game. You knew what you were getting yourself into. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's enough Western games out there personally, but um, I just, I don't know, those big open world games, it's just too much. I don't know. I I love it. I love the open world games, though. Of course I do. And uh, I loved Red Dead Redemption, too. I didn't beat it. I got pretty far in it. And then I got completely sidetracked playing it because I started joining like role playing servers on it and played it online. And so when Red Dead Redemption 2 online came out, like, oh, that was awesome. And that was so funny, too, because I would like walk down into a little town and run into somebody and be like, howdy, partner. And then they'd fucking lasso me and throw me on the on the horse and start running away. And they'd be like, Cletus, we got another one. Come on. And then like all of a sudden, another dude comes out of nowhere. And like all those moments were so great. And so I love when you have these. Little, like, like, I love being kidnapped. Well, no, I didn't. But it is funny, like with the role playing of it, you know, because that. And also, yeah, too, with the goofiness of that stuff, too, because that same scenario where, like, I was because <laughs> they tie you up and throw you on the back of the horse. And I'm like, well, wait now. Wait a minute. I didn't say I wanted to sign up with this kind of a ride. And like, <laughs> and 
so then you go riding around and then like because of how big it was and typically when you're riding on a horse you can't always see all of the little dips and ends and like edges of cliffs so like i definitely remember at one point a dude tripping over like a cliff and us both going down and then everybody dying which is hilarious and so i've always i don't know i really like red dead redemption too and it's something that made me think of when i was uh working in texas and something i loved about texas because to me texas looks like red dead redemption too with a graphics card that hasn't come out yet because our eyeballs are amazing at processing what we're seeing and so i don't know i love the game i think it's great but i'm also a big fan of rockstar just to begin with and the stuff they put out Hmm. have you ever seen that video of like people dying absolutely like to insane shit like i think like some guys playing the story mode he's like playing as like arthur morgan and he gets off of his he gets off of his horse and like he trips down a hill (laughs) and like there's been like videos of people falling down the same hill and like living but he falls on the hill and just hits his head on a rock and you're like, God, that's just way too Wasted. fucking accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <dude. laughs> like normal people just roll down the hill. He just cracks his head on a fucking rock and dies. You're like, whoa. It's real, dude. <laughs> it oh, it yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I love it. It's fun. Do you want to read the next one, Bobby? Next one is from Lasagna McGillicuddy. Intellectual properties occasionally change hands for better or worse. What are some notable examples in your opinion? And are there any IPs that you'd be interested in seeing a different developer take a crack at? Hmm. Um, I would like... So, I mean, as a Metal Gear Solid fan, I would like to see Metal Gear Solid be sent to Kojima Studios only because like they've already said that they want to remake one and like a bunch of other things. And like Kojima's like, I'm done with the Metal Gear Solid series, but I really wanted to finish it, but I didn't really get to finish it. And I'm a bunch of other shit. Um, also silent Hill. I want to see Ooh. a Kojima silent Hill. Cause we had PT and that scared the fucking underwear off me, even though it was like 30 minutes long. Um, I think lastly is like, I'd like to see fallout made in, an engine that isn't 20 years old and runs like dookie. Um, so I don't like, I can't think of a studio right now, but I'd like to see fallout actually made by people who care and not people that just want to make money. So Hmm. that's a real trick. Yeah. I can't necessarily think off the top of my head, some examples that have changed for better or worse. I know that an IP, I'd be definitely interested seeing uh, kind of piggyback a little bit with Fallout, but of a different vein. Uh, I'd love to see an Elder Scrolls game made by Rockstar Studios. I think that'd be see, fascinating. That would be awesome. Like, what that, if they made, that, like, the Dark Brotherhood and added elements of, like, Grand Theft Auto to that? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just going to steal a stilt strider. <laughs> Like, that'd be so funny, dude. Kid. Be so funny. Like, you gotta go talk to the grandmaster. Like, <laughs> you ride a horse up to the, like a corner in Balmora, and like, that'd be so funny. I'd love that. Uh, I I know I've said this before, but I wanted I would like to see what's the developer of the XCOM games that escapes me Ooh. right now. But I'd like to see them make a Star Wars game, particularly a tactical turn-based one based on the Bad Batch. Firaxis, that's who it is. Yeah, I, I'd like to see that. I mean, there's probably other developers out there that can do turn-based strategy games really well. But I feel like Firaxis, they um, they really nailed it with those XCOM games. 
Star Wars is an interesting IP though, because that is bounced around all over the place. And I feel like I, I always want another Star Wars game, yet there are so many out there. We've seen it in every, we've seen RPGs. I'm sorry. We've got a dog that is just rolling on the carpet here in complete <laughs> ecstasy. Like he is just having himself a day. We vacuumed it and he is yeah. just like, <laughs> oh my God, he is in heaven. Go. Get out, Jacko. There he goes. Okay. But yeah, um, we, we've start, seen Star Wars in like every form, right? A first-person shooter, an RPG, a grand strategy. Like we've seen it all. You know, at this point, um, I don't know if there's anything new you can do, but have we seen a tactical turn-based Star Wars game yet? I don't, I don't think so. I want to see like a Star Wars Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> now that you say it. Rockstar is just taking Let's every IP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right, that I might play. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, uh, uh, those RPG games, like Knights of the Old Republic, uh, I mean, they're not really like Rockstar games, but they are pretty big games. Pretty out there. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty free. Yeah. They're, so I they were great. Yeah. Uh, I played the second one all the way through, but not quite the first one. Only the first four or five hours of that one. I spent I spent like ten hours modding it and five hours playing it. You know that classic thing. Aren't they remaking it? I don't know. Or I feel like they're always it? saying that. No, yeah, I think they're like actually doing it though. Like they've put a big chunk of money down and they're working on it in like secret. Hmm. Well, they're not publishing what they've you know started doing. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. All right, folks. I think yeah, that's the show. What's everybody playing next week? Uh, v Rising. Yeah, fucking uh, V Rising. Days makes me want to play games that I shouldn't be playing. So yeah, I know, I dude. Know. Yeah, you know what? We can sell ourselves, or we can sell our souls together at the um, at the castle. What, I don't know, Blood Shrine. Oh, the Castle Heart. There we go. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be a cool vampire and just wear nothing but black. So can't associate with you. There's a lot of that. It'll be fine. Uh. I don't know what I'm going to play next week. I, I feel like I had something lined up. Like I saw something in um, in my library, or actually no, in Emilio's library. Oh, that's what it was. Monster Train? Is oh, that the name yeah. of the game? Monster Train? Yeah. yeah. So they had their two-year anniversary. The game's on sale right now, but you know, I'm just going to play it off Emilio's account. We'll see how that goes. And uh, That's a, another card battler game. And um, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I just cannot play uh, Slay the Spire. I just can't touch it because if I do, it's just going to be a whole thing I fall into. So, uh, yeah, I want to check out Monster Train. I, I like the sound of that. I know they do a few things different, and it sounded really cool. And I think they're doing something special for their two-year anniversary, but I can't remember what. All right. And that, yeah. God, that, that's it. That's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. Wow. Pretty quick episode, an hour and, hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. All right. Who wants to sign us off here? I'll do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening and checking out. And uh, until next time, vampire titties. So are we doing the meeting some other time? Yeah. I thought that was next week. Oh, oh that is next week. When's Memorial Day? Next week. Next week, yeah. Monday. Okay. Ooh, it's late. Yep. I'll see you guys, uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right, yep. bye, Nick. <laughs>